been here for centuries, waiting for the right time to show themselves. By planning thoughts in the minds of men like Galileo, Newton, Edison, Einstein, and Steven Spielberg, they have prepared the human race for the inevitable encounter. Now, they are coming. They are coming for you. Run, but first close your windows, hide your apples, prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey guys, what's up? It's Thursday, October 13, 2011, episode 4 of Attack of the Androids. Got a great cast of characters for you this evening. First off, Seth, back again. What's going on, man? Not much, Matt. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, thanks. Ron White with us. The comedian? Yes. No, not the comedian. You, yes, it is. Yes. That's correct. You owe me $20,000. Awesome. Eric, back again. What's up, Eric? Hey, guys. How's it going? All right, and Joey, Kelly, back once more. How are you, Joey? Hello, hello. This is great. We got an intro. We got some album art already, episode four. Got the feed for everyone. If you guys want to subscribe to just this show, groovypost.com slash groovycast slash attack of the androids slash feed. And we'll put a link to it on the site so uh, you can remember that. And we'll get it in iTunes. So you can just search attack of the androids and it'll be up there. So a ton of great stuff for us. Uh, What's first? Ice cream sandwich? Anyone? Eric? Love it. Ron? Eric? Seth? <laughs> oh, are you oh, talking ahead. about tech? <laughs> oh, I, I, you had me going there for a while. I was all for it until I realized this is not a show about food. Until it melted? Yes. 99 cent Western family ice cream sandwiches all over Google's lawn. <laughs> this is definitely the biggest story of, you know, or at least upcoming story of the week. Um, you know, Ice Cream Sandwich is the next version of Android that combines both, well, not combines, but brings back together gingerbread and uh, honeycomb, right? So that the phones and tablets are going to run the same operating system once again. So it's the best of both worlds. This is 4.0. Uh, there's been some rumors that it was uh, being delayed because of some patent stuff and that they had to take some stuff out. But then uh, someone else came out and said that, nay, that is not the case. Uh, um, I, know, I know the only thing I had heard about anything being delayed was the, uh, uh, was the uh, Nexus Prime. But I hadn't heard anything specifically about, um, about Ice Cream Sandwich. Right. And I heard the Prime is supposed to hit October 19th. Is that true? Well, I think the, the, it's the event. Samsung and you know Google moved back their event from CTIA, and they said because Steve Jobs is dead, so they postponed it for a week. And now they're going to be doing it in Hong Kong, which is the 19th over there. But here, I think I did the math. I think it's October 18th at 7 p.m. Pacific. And that'll be coming to Verizon, and we're all, I'm excited. I've been holding this upgrade for like the last three years, it feels like, ever since the Droid X came out. And there's there's been nothing out that I've been like, this is what I want next. You know, everything's been like, meh. Meh, whatever. And uh, there's been an update here. It says, from all things D, sources say that uh, it was Steve Jobs' death and not anything to do with the Nexus Prime uh, that created this postponement. So that's comforting, right? Yeah, definitely. Especially with all the bad news Android's had lately. Well, not bad news, but, you know, well, not all happy. the patent news that's been um, not going their direction, I guess. Right. You know, the Australia thing just happened where they can't sell the Galaxy lines of phone anymore. 
Or maybe it's the Galaxy Tab they can't sell. Yeah, the tablets. Right, yeah. because they look just like the iPad, apparently, and that's confusing customers because apparently we're all too stupid to tell the difference between this and that. Can I just call bull crap on that? Yeah, please. I mean, I can tell the difference between an iPad and anything else. Right, but check this out. Could your mother? My mother doesn't know what an iPad is. Well, if you hold, if you held up both of those, would she be able to tell the difference? Or well, I does guess it, it would even, depend which side. Does because it matter? if you held up the back, there's a big apple on one. That would probably be the iPad. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't... I, I just struggle to believe that that people are that stupid that they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between an iPad and something if else. If anything, it's more of a slap in the face to the public, right? To the consumers at large. Yeah, I, I think that the, the, back in the early days of computer games, um, I, I wasn't around, but I read about it. Uh, the, apparently, there was a couple of landmark cases where someone wrote a clone of Pac-Man that was so good they could not distinguish it from the original Pac-Man. They changed the characters around. Sure. And uh, made it about, I think, um, a toothbrush that went around eating candy or something <laughs> wow. like that. Clever. And they won saying that, hey, look, uh, this isn't the same product. We're not trying to duplicate a product. Look, ours has a toothbrush and, and candy. And the judge let him go on it. Um, I think that that was probably a more sensible solution than trying to say, well, your intellectual property is being inviolated and blah, 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 blah. Sure, and it it also depends on the judge you get, what they know about technology and all that. I think that has a huge amount to do with it. And too much of this stuff, and guys, jump in on this one if uh, if I'm totally all wet, uh, is engineering. You know, you have a problem, you find a solution to the problem, and it's not outside the realm of possibility that more than one person, more than one development team come up with the same solution to the same problem. Well, right. We see this in science all the time where groups on the on totally opposite sides of the world come up with, you know, the same theories, the same tests, the same hypotheses, all that. And, you know, it's basically whoever gets to market first, right, with a product. Yeah. And this is where and- we have we have the whole problem of the in a, the patent system in software. Like, can you patent touching a a piece of glass you know to activate like it's it's a it it seems like something weird to be able to patent like i'm gonna patent Mm -hmm. running you know and now every time someone runs you owe me money because i patented that well like the guy that bought the rights to the copyright to happy birthday exactly i mean and now but now well that is a copyrighted song it it it's copyrighted like every other song is copyrighted but you know touching a piece of glass that that has no reference outside of this one case. People don't go around uh, patenting touching glass. Well, it seems to me, I and maybe maybe this happened in the past, but it would seem to me like somebody that owned a typewriter, you know, company back in the day, uh, suing computer manufacturers for you know having input from people pressing buttons. Exactly. I mean, and yeah. if you got or, rid or of or a query design keyboard. Somebody came up with that. Exactly. And if you got rid of this stuff and just based the innovation or the 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 market on who's innovating better, I think we would see much better devices come out and much better software because you couldn't rely on my competition getting knocked out of the market because I sued the crap out of them, you know. So, uh, talking about Ice Cream Sandwich, they had the uh, quarter three earnings call. CEO Larry Page mentioned that, uh, hey, guess what? 
You guys are not going to believe what we've managed to get done in this release. You can't even begin to believe this. Does it come with an actual ice cream sandwich? Dude, I will. Oh, man. If it did, could you imagine? So and All of us would be fatter. Also, all wow. we've seen so far are what's come out of the leaked videos, of course. Uh, but it's looking promising. I just hope it comes with one of those giant statu- statues like they have in front of a Building 44. I like how they, they opened a Twitter account solely to say, hey, check this out. Oh my do, God. You, do you have a giant ice cream sandwich in your front yard? Your creepy well, <laughs> Tim Burton nightmarish yard? I mean, just watch the video. It's just so funny to me. It's like all these nerds standing around in Isn't awe it? of this you know, big <laughs> Christmas present that's getting unwrapped. Dude, it's great. it reminds me of the Tower of Babel. For some reason, every time I see them do that, I get reminded. I keep waiting for like this hand to come out of the clouds and smite them or something. <laughs> I don't know. but uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is the kind of crap that, you know, if they had this in Chernobyl, it would look really, really creepy right. nowadays. <laughs> It's like Absolutely. come come walk through the through the gingerbread forest. It's the really shadows. Weird. Oh man! Uh, so Ooh. moving on, we got. Have, have uh, you guys? Well, do you have oh, you guys seen the ice cream sandwich videos? I mean, what do you guys think of those? Do you think it's as revolutionary as you know Paige seemed to be talking about? Or I don't think you can judge that by watching a video. I'm going to hold off on judgment until I have it in my hot little hands. Mm. I th- yeah. I think the UI looks pretty clean, um, yeah. but just from what I've seen, which honestly it hasn't been a lot. Um, if somebody would have said, hey, I created this you know, great new uh, launcher or something like that um, and showed me this video, I, I would think it was just something skinned over top of your current version of Android. Well, right. And are any of us that use Android phones using the stock launcher anyway? I'm, I'm on ADW. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. the, yeah. The, the multitasking looks like it's a lot better. It's supposed better battery life, right? A little better speed, take advantage of those dual core processors a little well, and, more. Yeah, that. But I meant, I meant the like they've got sort of the panes that open up on the sides now, as opposed oh, yeah, to yeah. You're pressing the home, the home button, and sort of just pops up the, just the four icons or five icons, however many you have it set up for. Or yeah, eight. yeah. So it's using the same pane uh, that uh, Honeycomb currently uses, right? right? Yeah, and then it looks like their unlock screen now has a camera button maybe on it and stuff like that, so you can. Kind of like the HTC Sense 3.0 where you can maybe unlock straight to the camera and stuff like that. Right, and that's what they need to do to, I don't want to say maybe keep up with, you know, the new iOS. But that's one beef I have with it is that it takes it a sec to kick into camera mode, you know, once you hit that button. Like, I I have it in my car dock, and I like that the Droid X uh, took away that back panel so that you can have the camera work when it's in the dock. The original Droid wouldn't do that. It was blocking the camera, but... Like, if I'm listening to something in Beyond Pod, a podcast or whatever, and then I, I see something I want to take a picture of, it, it kind of lags a little. And I'm overclocked yeah. at, you know, 1-1. One, one, and, like, every, it's, yeah. it's quick. It's just it, it needs to be a little quicker to give it that seamless experience. Yeah. Man, it's a phone. No, it <laughs> is. Don't ab- complain about it not being a good camera. It is absolutely not a phone. This is faster than my first computer, Ron. These are mobile computing devices. These are no longer phones. And they're multimedia devices. You know, the the Nexus Prime or whatever has a 720p screen on it, they're oh, saying. Yeah, I, which is exactly. Which is actually fascinating. I mean, you know, there's new ice, you know, ice cream sandwich designed to have no physical buttons or not necessary to have physical buttons, which I think is pretty genius because if you look at the leak of the video here, it lets them put the physical buttons, it lets them put the buttons on the screen itself so that you could have, let's say, I think the... I think they're saying the Prime has a 4.6-inch screen, 4.65 or something like that. But, you know, someone did a post on that saying that 
that will probably mean it has the same physical dimensions as like a 4.3 inch screen currently because if you get rid of the capacitive buttons and you turn that into screen real estate, then the physical size of the phone can shrink with the screen can be a lot bigger. So you can watch a video, let's say, in 4.65 inches. Exactly. But your normal your normal Android screen with the, with you know will have the buttons on it, so your screen your screen will be smaller like you know usability wise. But your like your your media watching and stuff can use a full four point six five inches. So it seems like a great a great improvement to me. A yeah, great way is, to use that space. It's nice and thin too, and I I think I would like to see the screen come all the way almost to the complete edge. You can wrap the screen around the microphone and the earpiece and the camera and have it you know kind of. Right there, so it, the the full they, you can use the full you know size of the of the device. I think that would be neat. Yeah, I don't think our technology is there yet, but it's getting there. Yeah, soon. Once we can take these and like wrap them around our wrists like wrap bracelets, we'll have that. <laughs> don't go there again. <laughs> so at the and, risk of sounding like the old curmudgeon, um, I think that we need to have buttons on our phones uh, seriously because when the touchscreen fails. You've got nothing to go back on. You know, I like that about the Droid X, and I don't like the soft buttons because I always want to, like, I rub over them and it activates it. So if it was between those two, I go with buttons. But if you're going to make something that has n- neither, then I, that might be a better interface. But yeah. Well, what, but what can you do? Besi- what do you need besides just a power on button? Well, right? check like, this you need, out. Like, hard reset button or something like just, that. Just uh, over the weekend, I put uh, the CM7 stable release on my girlfriend's incredible. Finally, I I took it while she was sleeping, just like Good you guys ball. said, and I did it. And she was a little pissed because apparently she had been not putting contacts in her Gmail. She had been putting them in that other stupid option that says phone unsynced. So uh, she lost a few, but hey, no harm, no foul, and it doesn't force close randomly anymore. But she doesn't have the hard buttons on there, and the one thing I notice when an app freezes up, your hard hardware buttons they will kick it into force close. The soft buttons they won't. So that that's one. But if you can make it not force close, then great. Yeah. Well, that would be the point. Would be to have software so stable you don't need to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. But that's a that's a dream, not a not a reality. Well, so speaking of force close, we got the Cyanogen mod out for the touchpad. This is only an alpha release. Uh, you go, you have a touchpad, Eric, or no? You're waiting on them, right? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting on mine. I, I, Seth has has the touchpad. I'm so <laughs> did, jealous. Seth, did you <laughs> did you put this on there yet? I have not yet. You know, are I, you afraid of the uh, the alpha yeah, tag? Alpha releases scare me a little bit. I'm not like a professional <laughs> programmer, right? Um, I'm not going to be very helpful to them when they're like, "Oh, tell me why this force crashed," and I'll be like, "Because I, I have... press this button," and you know, like I'm not going to be able to look at the code <laughs> right. and tell them all the I ins and outs. Button. Oh man. So, so I'll wait till they get you know the beta release out or something. Sure, and I mean, what? How long is it going to take? I mean, they're pounding this thing out, right? Yeah, they're doing really good work, it looks like. So, so well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they'll have something really that stable out until at least the, like the end of the year, beginning of next year. Really? Uh, I mean, they're going to take – just my opinion. I, I could be completely wrong, but you know, they've, they've been working on this hard. But you know, they're, I, I think they're taking their time. That's why it's just – we've just now gotten an alpha. So I got to think at least another month and a half before they're even ready to release anything else. What would you say the major – obstacles are at this point it looks like they have the uh multi-boot support on 10 point multi-touch on wi-fi is on camera support video chat they have limited gpu acceleration um 
is it just getting all of this stuff to work together on that particular hardware or what's what's the whole yeah <laughs> i mean i i don't i don't do this sort of de- development or i never have um but i gotta think that it has to do with just you know the ability to make the software uh interact properly with the hardware itself sure. um exactly so. every hardware platform has its own specifications and whatnot and where the touchpad was never designed to run android it's not as simple as taking a version of android and running it on another device you're, you're essentially taking something that was designed for a completely different processing architecture and modding it and putting it on there this is analogous to trying to run windows on a mac it was not designed for that it will do it but it was not designed for it. you just got to force it hey ron if you mess with the uh, touchpad at all either web os or no, not not at all. That's why I'm just kind of sitting here being silent and playing with my my smartphone, trying you, to, to get you, that keyboard to do what you're talking about. Ah, uh, do you think it's a waste of time, mess like trying to get Android to run on this? Is there any point? Oh yeah, Android. Android. You got Android is is really becoming the uh, the operating system. It ought to be running on. Uh, it's going to be running on everything except, you know, of course, what Apple puts out before too long. Sure. I, did, I, I saw a chart the other day uh, with projecting Android. Oh, no, I think Android has already passed. Uh, iOS is is a is an operating system. It's almost doubled iOS. Really doubled? I didn't know it was that. I almost doubled. It hasn't quite okay. doubled it. And we've so. we've talked about this before that you know we have Apple on one hand with one piece of hardware with their OS on it, and on the other hand you have. Google with Android with a hundred different manufacturers all, you know, competing with phones out in that space. So, I mean, it, it's, I wouldn't, I don't know, I don't want to say it's unfair, but it's, it's a different game, I, I would say. Yeah. Well, it, it's a, it's really a harder game for the an- Android users because you've got. Exactly. Yeah. You know, each of the manufacturers makes some little uh, tweak to the Android operating system. So, you, you know, you're not sure that an app is going to work on your phone or that, it's going to work the same way. It's, it, it, you know, it's too bad uh, uh, Google doesn't enforce something on it because it certainly would have the uh, the the power to to do so uh, in in uh, marketing, if not in, not legally. And so you were talking about Mac, running Mac on Windows and this and that. What do you guys know about BlueStacks? You can put you, you can run some Android apps on Windows through this virtualization layer that's that's running on. Have you have any of you guys messed with that at all? I remember it being announced, um, but I haven't messed with it. Um, it, I mean, it seems to make sense since really uh, Android is using, um, you know, just a virtual machine, right? So, I mean, why not? Yeah, I um, okay, I, I've got it on my machine because I knew this was coming up in a session, but I haven't really, uh, really used it a lot. I, I noticed what it seemed to be that there are about oh ten apps or so. They come prepackaged on it, uh, the, you know what you would expect: uh, angry uh, vultures, whatever that one sure. is. Sure, <laughs> and uh, you know that, that's that's kind of good. What I have experience with is one called UWave, Y O U W A V E dot com, and that is a virtual uh, Android, and it's 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 very handy. And I, this is what I tell people: if they're not Sure, they 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 like the idea of an Android smartphone. Uh, you know, install UWave, and you can uh, you can go install an Android uh, uh, browser on it. See how it works on there. It's you know, it's very very comparable to the real thing. 
and uh, it's it, it's very stable. It runs very well. Uh, and it's 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 if you want to know what Android is like, but you don't want to go out and buy a phone or a, a tablet to do it, this U Wave is good. So uh, the I've other a, one may be just as fine. I haven't I just haven't used it. I have a question. I have an HP tablet that uh, the Pavilion Entertainment tablet. Now it's got the touch screen, but it's not the most responsive. And it, it you have a stylus, but you can use your finger. If you ran this U Wave or BlueStacks on here, like would it be more of a a comparable experience to the tablets? You know, I can't tell you because I've the U Wave I'm thinking about is for Windows. And right, I have Windows I, Seven on here. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm using too. But I I'll have to put yeah, it I on. Don't, and, I don't have a touch screen. I I, I have to use a mouse to okay. uh, manipulate it. Well, I'll put it on here and I'll report back uh, next week and we'll see how how this works out. It might. I will too. And I'll take a look at, at the at the blue uh, blue stacks. All right. And uh, and yeah, you know, we can we can have this deep discussion about we'll uh, uh, we'll come <laughs> back next virtuals. week. We'll come back well, next you know, week and do it. Let's say you know, Matt. I did. I, I was seeing. Um, you know, Alien Dalvik just released their app that runs on the iPad. Right, right. I saw that, that runs um, Android. And, you know, I, I watched a couple of videos on that. And, I, you know, it seems to me that maybe one of the problems that all these things are going to have is that, you know, they're all running Android on the server up in the cloud somewhere. And then they're, you know, streaming it back down and then streaming the, your button press up and then streaming so the your response back down. It's like using VNC almost. Your bottleneck is going to be your... Uh internet connect yeah i mean you know and on the videos and the demos that i saw you know it ran okay but it certainly was nothing like running it on a native you know on, a, on like a native hardware well, isn't you know? that the same for any virtualization though i mean aside from game roms like those come really close to the same but we're emulating systems that are you know feature phone in hardware spec basically so that's not hard to do but when you get up into these full-on you know operating systems it seems like that's kind of tricky to virtualize yeah that's what i'm just wondering i'm wondering how how useful these are going to be, be beyond maybe just some basic you know uh, some basic programs that you want to run and see stuff happening um, in. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not sure if these are going to be like you know total replacements you know if, if you if you can run an android on an ipad like it's an android tablet you know i don't think that's i don't think we're there yet but maybe we'll get there someday but from well, the well, stuff I, think- I saw it wasn't it wasn't all that compelling you know, I think it really depends on on what you're trying to accomplish here. Right. If if what you really want to do is you know run Android on your you know on your device like a full version of Android, then yeah, I mean it's going to be slow. It's probably going to suck. Um, if what you want is to just be able to run Android apps and sort of have a universal um, you know write the code once, deploy it everywhere, um, then something like this would be great. Um, you're already seeing some of that happen with. Um, you know things like uh, Adobe Air, like they're releasing Adobe Air, you know, to Android devices. And if they can do the same thing that Java did, which is get on all these different platforms, right. then you really get to that place, which is write it once and then deploy it everywhere. And that would be key for developers. And I think that would it would be better overall for everybody instead of saying, "Ooh, if I want this game in this game, I have to get this. But if I want this and this, I have to be over here on Android." Like they did well, that with problem. Doodle Jumper. Like r- Doodle Jumper for the the iPhone and all that was awesome, and it was fluid. And the first port that came over for the Android was really glitchy and laggy, and it wasn't that great. Like they got it after a while, but I think if you if you had this kind of you know cross platform compatibility, I think that would get rid of a lot of those problems. 
Well, the problem with cross-platform compatibility is that it's one of those things where it sounds good in theory. The problem is that any kind of cross-platform app, you wind up running some sort of an interpreter. For instance, the Java Virtual Machine. Theoretically, you can run a, a Java application on any operating system that supports running Java, Android, iOS included. But the catch is that it doesn't run as well as a native app. There's no way that you can write generic code and have it come out and work as well as native code. What the has best- to happen for that to to go away? In order for that to happen, we would have to have standards. And standards are, unfortunately, the enemy of progress Sure. Um, in many respects, yet they're also necessary. The problem is not only to get a standard established, but to get the standard established and get it to innovate and, and, and rev as often as the technology does. The problem is, is the technology has to advance before you can establish the standard. The catch is, is that if you're talking about trying to run the same application on all platforms, the standard has to keep up with the platform. And it, it, it's counterproductive. You can't do that. You can't advance the technology without advancing the standard, but you can't advance the standard without having advan- advanced so the technology if first. You, if you came out with a release that was perfect and didn't need updates, then... Uh, hypothetically, you it would be a lot easier to accomplish because you were never updating it, right? But then let's say that you brought out um, – uh, okay, let's tell you what. Let, let's make an analogy in the Windows world. Let, let's say that we bring out um, a virtual box, which is a, a, a virtual machine emulation technology for Windows, Linux, and Mac. Um, let's say that we bring that out and we're able to run virtual machines on all three platforms. Then all of a sudden, uh, Windows goes from Vista to 7, uh, Mac goes uh, from OS uh, Lion to Snow Leopard or Lion to Snow Lion or whatever the heck it was, <laughs> and uh, Linux goes from kernel 2.something to kernel 3.0. All of a sudden, all three platforms have just stopped working because the code that you wrote to work with them no longer works. So now you have to go back and rewrite all of your code just to maintain the standard. So then if you put in some backwards compatibility, that's just making it more of a pain for everyone. So just get the device that you want the stuff to run on and be done. Basically. The only only way we're ever going to really have true cross-platform capability is, unfortunately, to not have cross-platforms. To basically have skins that you run on top of the same hardware and software. But we're never going to get there. You know, this, a couple weeks ago we were talking about this, I think, where we were talking about, I mean, especially with regard to apps for phones, is, you know, HTML5 apps may become sort of a standard. That's you know, always the I was the watching a Facebook, I forget, it was some developer at Facebook, I was watching a video that they had released, and he was talking about developing a Facebook app and how they were starting, you know, their solution was wrapping their HTML5 browser or their HTML5, like, website Within just like a package that runs in the different app, you know well, the different isn't that, um, isn't operating that, systems. That's always the workaround, right? If when when things don't work, you always see it like, well, it doesn't work here, but it it works through the browser. But yeah, then you're so, but then you're relying on the browsers to all interpret the web pages the same. Well, right. Yeah, no. I, it seems like browsers are interpreting HTML5 pretty similarly. I mean, they're, as long as anyway, you're not using IE, right? Yeah, right. And even exactly. I've heard, I'm joking. I mean, even I, I've heard IE, the new one is doing much better. I mean, that's not, a, I mean, HTML5 is not a solution for, you know, detailed apps and things like that. But it is, 
it is something that people are starting to use. It was, it's it was, it was a fascinating discussion where Facebook was saying that was our solution. They're going to start wrapping it up in different you know packages to send to each you know application so that they can. Right. It's basically just a doorway into their HTML5 website. That's interesting. Um, well, mm-hmm. well, well, I'll, I'll put it on here with the touch the touch screen here, and we'll see how well it works. Um, if you don't know, it, it's in alpha, like we mentioned. Uh, that means there's bugs and performance issues. Duh. Uh, UI seems laggy at times, and the default full screen window is not. Uh, very user-friendly. Uh, this writing here on uh, networkcomputing.com, he says it does work remarkably well. He only ran into a couple apps that wouldn't run because they require an ARM processor on their package. Uh, otherwise, he ran free and purchased apps. So, pretty interesting. That's another problem that you run into. Um, right. For instance, um, if you're running uh, on the PC world, if you're running, like for instance, VMware or virtual machineware, you... The, the the processor that each virtual machine thinks it has is not actually the processor that's in your computer. So, for instance, if I'm running, say, for instance, a Dell with virtual machine uh, with VMware installed on it, if I go to try to install a uh, an OEM licensed copy of Windows uh, Seven, for instance, and it's expecting a Dell piece of hardware, and I'm running it in VMware, it doesn't know that it's Dell, right? And it won't activate it. Yeah. So, so and we're starting to see. Well, we'll move on a little bit here. That um, the more handsets they get out there running Android, the the more of a target it becomes for attacks. And we've seen some of this in the past. We've seen Google have to use the plug and pull said plug uh, f- for apps that you know may be having some issues. Uh, the latest one is a fake Netflix app. Interesting. Uh, it's a Trojan that steals your account information. What do you guys think about this? Uh, well, buyer beware. It's a good idea. It was a good idea, huh, Ron? Yeah. I mean, why can't we think about that? Except it's, it's, it's horrible. It's a, you know, it, because it's, it's horrible because it's, it's, a, it's a, 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 a con that's likely to work. Because right. everyone knows what Netflix is. You know, most people won't run stuff they're not familiar with because they're afraid it's a uh, Trojan or whatever. But Netflix, oh, I know what that is. I'll run it. And if, I mean, you, it's a, if you look at it, it's pretty convincing. We hmm. have the side-by-side here on uh, CNET, and it it's pretty right on. The only difference is, at the bottom, the fake one doesn't have not a member. Visit Netflix.com to sign up. Or the forgot your password thing. So that's the giveaway. Because obviously, what are they going to do if you click forgot your password? You know, make it down yeah. where, download a payload and be done and run away. And the cool mm. thing, I think the cool thing about, you know, the, this isn't up there anymore, is it? I mean, they're quick about, there's so many people watching this that, that that's a, a big, you know, advantage we have. That, that's the whole thing about the difference between a curated environment like the Mac iOS or the excuse me the Apple iOS uh, versus the open Android marketplace where you've got so many people viewing everything it's almost impossible to get something slip through on the other hand when you have someone curating it it gives the average person the sort of a, a comforting feel of feeling of security that oh there's someone helping there's someone but watching but there's no there's nothing you can do to train people to look out for this it's, it's pure social engineering at its finest and mm-hmm. if you go through your spam folder on gmail or for instance there's some convincing stuff in here matt lee we're hiring they know times are tough what are the chances that maybe this guy needs a job click oh no they're a pwn you know 
your download is ready. Need your address. This is the third yeah, notice. Yeah. Like they they really play on people's egos. They play on you know a lot of that stuff, and it, it's hard to get normal people not to you know click on that. And now when when we have apps for their phone, like I mean I didn't know it, it was a, it said <laughs> Netflix on it. I didn't know unclaimed payment notification. I didn't know. Yep, the worst thing you can do to a computer is let someone use it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking about good apps, though, did you guys see the latest Google Translate update? This thing called Conversation? Oh, actually, I don't have it, Matt. Could you translate it for me? Ignay on a... No. Uh, but basically, this is going to allow people to have real-time conversations with each other. This is the the... The language thing from a uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Minus oh, this is the Babblefish. The Babblefish. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's pretty neat. Uh, to use conversation mode, speak into the phone's microphone, and the Translate app will translate what you've said and read the translation out loud. The person it- you're speaking with can then reply in their language, and conversation mode will translate what they said and read it back to you. And you probably- mean I spent six years studying French for nothing? Pretty much. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. I'm Good. glad Google I can't has- speak it. Google even has a video with a French person uh, as their demonstration. And they have someone in Japanese, too. They've got two videos up. Hey, so They're, they're kind of funny and worth watching. Eileen, <laughs> can you play that video? Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong show. <laughs> oh. so, pretty interesting, though. 63 languages, voice input in 17 of those languages, text-to-speech in only 24. Uh, you can download it in the market, of course. Runs on Android 2.2 and up. The true test, of course, does it have Romulan and Klingon. You know it does. Get out of here. Yeah. While we're talking about voice stuff, uh, have you guys seen that we have the alternatives for Siri here uh, for Android? I know a lot of us probably use the little microphone button on the keyboard. That's not exactly what Siri is kind of bringing here. Yeah. Does anyone it's give a, a shit about concept. Siri? Sorry. I, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm going to edit that fascinating out. to me. To me, it's a it's a lifesaver because I, I I used to have a, a cell phone that uh, had this you know talk feature to to call people and it was great when I was uh, driving a car or something I just say uh, call home and it would call home I didn't have to look up anything take my eyes off the road that's it that is and that worked very well but let me ask uh, you this Ron is that yes. is that a feature your vehicle should come with or is that something that should be intrinsic in the phone. I think it should be in the phone because uh, even okay. even if I'm uh, uh, not driving, sure, I'm lazy. That's not going to bug the crap out of whoever is driving. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you just uh, it, it's it's really cool, especially if you got a, uh, a, a you know an ear a Bluetooth ear thing. You just kind of click that, or and you just say "call home" while you're walking through the mall, and and you get it. It's it's, it's really cool. Now the the, the new things the. Um, uh, da, 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 da. What is it? Uh, speak to me is when I, I was looking at just last night, uh, by sheer coincidence. And there's a what's the other one that we were talking about earlier? I can't remember the name. Uh, it is speak to it, or no, that's the one you're talking oh, about. Speak that's to what it. I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, there's Edwin speech to speech. That's uh, a well, there's free voice one. assistant, which uh, is uh, Flingo virtual assistant. Yeah, and uh, the one I tried last night was was doing pretty. Good. I put it. You know, I loaded it, and it understood me right away. I didn't have to train it to understand me except for uh, a few things. It kept calling me wrong, W-R-O-N-G. Sure, so, sure. So uh, I have this, have this 
and this I think with cute girl on the screen calling me Mister Wrong, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, and the only thing I didn't like about it is that the character on the screen didn't speak back to me. You still have to be able to read. Uh, you have to look at the screen and read what uh, the replies. Now, do so we that, have other apps that do that? That I, I get that should be all bundled in one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's that should be it. It's no no fun having this thing you, you can talk to if you won't talk back. Uh, I mean, I've got a dog for that. <laughs> right, I have a girlfriend for that. Uh, if I I only use the like I talk to it, but I I just I don't know. I have it up, and maybe this isn't the safest thing, but I'm getting really good at it. I have it up on my dashboard, so I can see the road and my device at the same time. Sure you can. And I, it's great. And, I mean, I'll take the test. I bet I'm not dividing up my attention too much to where I've been driving for so long because I'm a delivery driver by day. Like, I I have it. You know, it's it's habit. Mm-hmm. So, I grant not a lot of people have that much driving time on, under their belts, but... Well, do, you, do you use it for GPS purposes? I do. I, I, I play with Waze a lot. I have... I'm the points leader, actually, here in Montana. Which is pretty awesome, I guess. <laughs> Helping just do my part, raising the, the overall temperature of the world. You know, another interesting thing about this is there are rumors that Ice Cream Sandwich is going to have a major voice upgrade. Ah, um, and that's a lot. Really, really fascinating to see what comes out of that. I mean, it, may, it may be nothing, but that's what the rumors are saying It right may now, be nothing that. because they're going to get sued when it comes out. But besides <laughs> that, it, it might be. You're, you're using the English language. We, we. English language first. <laughs> <laughs> and we gave it a cute name. Yes. <laughs> the, isn't that from surrogates? Siri? Suri? Or am, am I just reading too much into that? I, I didn't know where it was from. I was wondering. I okay. thought it was a... a yeah, you know, Japanese word or something at first. So, is is anyone excited for this? Is this? Like, I'm excited. For it. I I really want to see this this happen because I I, I hate typing even on the the uh, improved uh, keyboards. And to me, this just seems the the natural way. I everything else in the world, I communicate with by talking. It's only when uh, I'm on the internet uh, or. With a, a phone, ATM uh, which, which is a speech imp- instru- instrument, basically, sure. uh, or start off to be, I can't talk. <laughs> and we, we've seen that Google has a clear advantage here because they used their Google 411 back in the day to collect a ton of voice data. So they've pretty much, the world has helped train, or at least the United States and wherever else they had it, has helped train You know anything that's going to tap into that API. Uh, I don't think Apple has that same, you know, data well, to Apple, use. But. Apple's using Nuance, right? Isn't that? I mean, that's a really good voice recognition system. Isn't that what? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you something. I like that's just the opposite. On the this uh, phone I got a few months ago, it's the HTC uh, Evo 4G, uh, which is now oh, is history, but <laughs> obsolete. What, sure. Yeah, but what I like, uh, what is I like about it is it uh, transcribes my voicemail. Uh, so that instead of list, having listened two minutes to uh, uh, someone drone on about something before they ever get to the point of why they left me this voicemail, I can just glance at the text, and it does a great job of of trans uh, translating the the voice to written text. 
and I can tell in a glance, oh, dismiss that, you know, erase that. Uh, it's it's a great feature, and uh, that's the one instance where I'd rather read than, than listen. I think that uh, a lot of this is dependent entirely upon how good the technology is. Right. If I mean, there were times ago when the, the Nuance library and it's uh, uh, specifically the product called Dragon Naturally Speaking was so awful and type-prone. An, an eight-year-old typing 12 words a minute could type faster than that was by the time you did all the edits to correct all the typos. Uh, now, of course, it's much better than it used to be. Uh, the the real question in my mind is not necessarily which app or who's got the better approach, but where as a whole are we in the industry? Are we at the point of this being perfected or are we at the point of it being in one of its generational leaps to where eventually in 10 years we're going to look back at it and go, wow, five words out of a thousand that were wrong? Oh, how did you live? Well, I think it's obvious that, I mean, based upon the reviews of Siri... And even just my use of Google, the Google the built-in Google Voice right now that it has, is pressing down the search button. I mean, it's obviously usable. You know I mean, like I, I search for restaurants and things with the Google Voice. I don't know, I mean, what is it, the Google Voice search or whatever. And people have been loving this Siri thing on their reviews. Um, so it seems like the technology is workable. It's certainly not perfect yet, but um, it's at a place. I think that the, you know, the, the we've reached a place where people like it and they find it helpful. You know, if you're talking about the concept of this being perfect, think of this. Uh, how perfect are your everyday conversations with human beings? Mine I mean, are I'm, perfect always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always saying things that, and people, you know, what? What? And I, I misunderstand what other people are saying. Crazy old uh, coot. <laughs> that's not perfect either. Right. Life's not perfect, and I think striving to create life that is perfect, you're just going to be left disappointed. I'll use what's good enough. The perfect life was created. It's called the Cylons. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so The big news today is that there's a bunch of rumors that Android is releasing a MP3 store on Google Music. Mm. So, you know, this was, this was rumored to be happening when they first re- released Google Music. But now, um, you know, there, and then we heard more to say that Google couldn't come to a agreement with the music companies because they want too much money. Is what Google said. They said it was like they are greedy, they something like ridiculous amount of money. They're or greedy like that. sobs. That's yeah. For and sure. so now, now you know the rumors have come up again, um, and you know it, it strikes me as pretty pro- plausible because these rumors haven't come up, you know, any time previously. So but there's hold on. A bunch of them have hit today that says that Google is. is almost done or is done with a deal with these companies and they'll be releasing their mp3 store on google music really soon to compete with itunes which would fill a pretty big gap in the android ecosystem for sure do you think that's what google music was all about the beta they just wanted all of our songs now they own them now they went to the music companies and were like look um we have these now so we're gonna open a store i think i think that (laughs) google knew that the market it was the time to do it, and they and they wanted to open a store the right way, but they just couldn't make the finances work. But you know what? I have like over ten thousand songs on my Google Music account, and I, I, I'm not buying them. I'm not buying you know songs on there. I'm uploading my own, and that's what I want to do. I have my music, like I want to be able to play it places. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to? Five songs on there, and they just have them stick in there and stay. You know, what I mean, it seems yeah, like it if seems they, like it's okay, a good addition if, to me. If they made it seamless, like buying apps is in the Android market, then I'd definitely do it. 
Uh, yeah, I think it would be. But um, you also have to make it easier than being able to go to a private torrent site and downloading them for free. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that that's what people, <laughs> kids these days, damn them, that's yeah. what's happening. Well, I think they're fighting an uphill battle here because, I mean, they launched, uh, if you look, they launched, you know, books and movies already. Uh, MP3s, you know, music just seems to be the next logical step for them. Movies but, that, yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, I haven't seen a huge, you know, I haven't seen a huge influx of people going to going to buy videos and books. I mean, have any of you bought any videos or books from the Amazon or negative? Oh, wow, Ghostwriter. <laughs> from neither. Well, yeah. and I think I think that raised a great point too. Is just you know, so just, much is going to the subscription model these days with Mog and RDO and things like that, and in. Uh, you know, um, as I'm just wondering how much of people are actually buying music. It, it, no one I know has bought. Maybe I'm wrong. I make like music. The people I know are, are stopping buying tons of music and using, you know, free online Pandora or things like that or Spotify. Well, and check this you out. Know, like Seth, Netflix. There's a lot of people like me that just make music and put it out there for free. Just, you know, yeah. for something to do. And I think it's getting to the point where it's good enough that people... If they want to be legal and don't want to have the problem of the RAA, you know, or the, the MPAA breathing down their neck, they're mm-hmm. going to go that route instead. There's tons, there's plenty of free content online. It just, it, what are your standards, you know? Well, there's obviously a huge market still, right? Apple's still making money hand over uh, fist on their, absolutely. On you their always have, media stuff. But yeah. I'm wondering if this market is going to stop growing well, and start shrinking. And, and you know, The and, easier you make it, I think, the, uh, the more people it'll attract. I think that it's actually going downhill um, in a lot of ways. Um, there are always people that are, will refuse to pay for music because simply, well, they, they don't have the money to spend or they don't feel that they have the money to spend. Sure. Uh, but I honestly think that the, the music as a whole is heading for a no-cost mo- model. I really, I really believe that uh, that eventually we're going to be at the point where you can get any artist, any song you want for free, no questions asked, no licensing, no lawsuits. But you know what? If you want a hard copy, you pay for it. You want to go see a concert, you pay for it. You want to go see a tribute band, you pay for That's it. That's what I've always thought. You know, you make the music for free so that when you go play a concert, people know who the hell you are and they will go see you. That's where you make your money. Uh, and I think well, that's a lot of the bands going. say now that the only place they make money is in concerts. Exactly. The, the record You're, companies take And it. that way, that takes away from the people that are just going to, you know, not be performers. Like, if you want to wow a crowd, you've got to go up there and perform. You have to put on a show. You can't just be like some, no offense, nerdy internet kid that's like behind a mic making rap music, you know? Like and that that'll make the difference between you know these artists and these artists. Do, do you know anyone like that, Matt? Just one person. Ah, yeah. okay. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just don't worry. Every day is a new day. We're going on tour next next <laughs> year. <laughs> so, I mean, do you guys think that it's possible that this is not so much about making a huge, um, you know, music buying, uh, you know, thing within Google that will continue to grow years on? Or is it more about just trying to gain people's mind share? Like when they think, I want to get music, whether that's buy the music outright or some like all-you-can-eat you know, monthly model, they're not thinking Google right now. And is, is Google just trying to change that? Well, check this out. What if you tie that into your Google Plus and you tie that into the rest of the Google app atmosphere? 
now music real- is just one more thing. You have Picasso, you have pictures here, you have web albums. Well, There's I know that more. it wasn't on our list, and it's not necessarily Android-related, but um, I don't know if you guys saw the post that uh, it was a Google employee made. Um, yes, about the Google platform. Plus accidentally, like he meant it to be private, you know what? but it went public about I have a question. You're yeah. a Google employee. You don't know how to make your post private? Like, I don't get that. <laughs> Everyone yes. that I heard talk about that today, I was like, yeah, how, how do you not know how to not do that? I don't get that. Well, and, well if and you're Apple, point, just don't go into a bar with an iPhone prototype either. Sure. Tequila. Oh, wow. Well, the whole point of that post was that, you know, Google really needs to do a better job at building platforms. You can't have all these little disparate things that are loosely tied together. You really need to make you know, a one-stop shop experience. Unify. And, and that's what yeah. they've been doing, isn't it? Is it just not fast enough for that guy? I mean, what it sounded like is that they were doing it, uh, some, some groups were doing it begrudgingly or, you know, not very well. Um, and this, this particular employee uh, was a former employee of Amazon, I want to say, uh, around the, um, you know, 2000, 2001 time frame. And, just sort of comparing it to, uh, you know, Amazon's platform of how they, you know, they have this, uh, you know, computing platform and they tie all these different things together into it um, and that Google needs to be better at, um, you know, having that unified experience uh, and that it really starts with the developers. And that it sort of goes back to the point that this was meant to be a private discussion amongst a lot of the engineers and different teams um, to say, hey, guys, we really need to, you know, this is we're missing the we're missing the mark. The the real question is, what are they trying to do in the short term, not necessarily the long term? Are they just trying to grab dollars? Or are they trying to grab, as I think somebody said earlier, your minds? Where where you're going to pull that? I mean, Joey. right now, Joey. if you th- if you think music <laughs> online and purchasing, you basically have two alternatives: iTunes and Amazon. And with Amazon coming out with the uh, the Kindle Fire. And going in what seems to be its own direction built upon uh, Google's technology, are they saying, hey, 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 we want some of this action? Joey, Google just erected a giant ice cream sandwich in their front yard. I don't think they're grabbing for dollars at this point. I think it's more about... (laughs) They have more dollars than they know what to do with. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you need to... I mean, I understand you're getting sued and there's patent wars flying around everywhere, but... Like you have enough money to where you're at the point that you can just make this because you think it's cool that we have a cool way to share music and stuff. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one quick anecdote. I used to work for a company uh, that uh, Google gave them a million dollars to you know have a share of that company, and we never heard from them again. Really? You know, we, we said, okay, what do you want from us? Oh, nothing. That's okay. And uh, it was can just a million dollars for nothing. We, we could use that actually. Yes, we ought to remind them of that. Let's go. Uh, while, we're, while we're on that, I've got one other, a quickie yes. on this. Uh, I was just fooling around on the internet and at uh, available, it says it's an exclusive download at Android Police is Google's Music 4.0.1. Ooh. Uh, that's a uh, leak from the ice cream sandwich. Right. And it's, and it's supposed to be much better than whatever was before that. I don't know. So uh, if you want to see what they're doing with their, uh, their their music stuff, there's the place to go. Excellent. Good find, for sure. And the, the version I'm running here, uh, it's like three-something, two-something. Where are they at? 
Uh, I just want to say that it does have some like random force close issues when you're streaming music, but it seems like every time that happens, like it goes away after a few hours or like I'll try it the next day again because I don't know, I really don't listen to music like all the time. I usually just listen to podcasts, but this is three point oh one. Same problem. I'm on although 3... it was on the Windows Plus side of things. Oh yeah, the Windows side of it's super great. It, it had some hiccups at first, but I got my my invite pretty early, so it I understood. But now, like, it's smoking fast when I upload stuff. But 3.0.1.339, which means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it is kind of laggy, like, pulling up. I mean, if you have something like over 10,000 songs, and you're trying to pull that up over 3G, and your mm-hmm. Verizon 3G has turned into complete crap lately, I'm sorry, I'm angry about that. I don't go into Verizon and say, you know what, today I'm just going to pay you $20. So how about you stop choking these bits? Stop choking my bits, Verizon. Serious. Seriously, go, go to Seriously. Sprint. They don't do that. I want my next that be our show name? <laughs> choking. Yeah, I was going to say right there, show title, stop choking my bits, Verizon. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's frustrating. Especially when they're like the only one here that's CDMA. Actually, can we just put that on your tombstone, Matt? Sure. Stop choking my bits. So, very, very exciting. 4.0. I, I can't wait for the Nexus Prime. I've been waiting my whole life for this. So, uh, I think we're about done. You guys got some app finds for us? Yeah, nothing as good as a calculator from last week. Well, I, um, I, might, I may be able to uh, <laughs> up that one this week. We'll see. I found one called Browser. Internet. <laughs> this one's <laughs> called Reboot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did find a uh, a fun little app uh, this weekend. Actually, um, you know, with all these different Android tablets coming out, I really try to key into things that work really well on the tablets. And uh, it's an RPG. You know, just a little like a Japanese RPG game called Eve of the Genesis HD. Um, I played around with it for a little bit. Uh, it's pretty fun, and currently it's. Um, they have it listed for three ninety nine in the market, uh, but there's a little note on their page that says they're they're doing a fifty percent off sale uh, currently for a whole bunch of countries, including nice. the United States. So well, lucky us, lucky us. I knew. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty fun. It it sort of reminds me, uh, you know, I played it for maybe like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, and it it has that Chrono Trigger type feel. Oh man, uh, nice! I, I'm, so, I'm getting it right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that it's as good as Chrono Trigger. Who knows how the gameplay is? But just sort of the how it looks and the way you move around just yeah. sort of reminded me. You know me of that. what usually happens? I'll play one and then it'll remind me of Chrono Trigger and then I'll remember that I have an emulator that has Chrono Trigger and I'll play that and then that'll remind me that I also have an NES in here or a Super NES that has it. So, then I just I, go play that cuz it's it's nothing like, you know, the real thing. I have two copies of Chrono Trigger because inevitably <laughs> when I see it for sale, I feel like I need to buy it. Right? And then you forget that you already had it. Pretty much. That's awesome. Uh, Seth, you got a, an app for us? I have, um, it's called Audio Manager, uh, either the Pro or the free version. The Pro is $2.99. Uh, it's, you know, I know like certain, like Sanage in the new version came out and it has this, a lot of the same features it has. So maybe this is becoming less useful, but I still find it really helpful um, because it lets me set, you know, like time 
slots where I can have the phone silent or I can have the phone Profiles. you know wake up in the morning. So like you know my phone goes silent. Certainly, except for phone calls, I still keep those going. But everything else goes silent around know, like eleven o'clock at night, so I don't get the weird email or text messages and stuff like that waking me up. Um, and then it wakes up in the morning again, so all my sound turns back on like eight in the morning. And so it's really helpful. It also has. Um, you know, really nice, like on screen, uh, on your home screen, you can put up like links or, you know, little buttons to press for like silence or um, vibrate or whatever. So you can set up these profiles. Good so it's just a great way that I use to manage my, uh, you know, the, the, the sound of my phone. I never heard of this until I started using custom ROMs and it came with it and I started messing with it. It's very good stuff for sure. Ron, you got a, a pick got, for us? Yeah, I got, I got one. I, I'm uh, on a mission to lose 50 pounds uh, because my doctor, my wife, my children all tell me I need to lose 50 pounds. I don't know what they're, they're seeing, but there's a good program, very good, with a very bad name. It's called My Net Diary, which sounds like something a teenage girl would want. Uh, but it's actually a, uh, a – not just say calorie counter is, is, doesn't do it justice – uh, it's a database of more foods than I thought existed in the world, including uh, restaurants, even obscure restaurants, Taco Cabana here in San Antonio. Uh, and they will tell you the calories, the carbs, the potassium, the sodium, everything that's in it. And uh, you know, you, it's great because you can carry it with you to a restaurant. I used to have uh, something like this on uh, my desktop, but of course that wasn't as convenient. But so now I'm tracking every little molecule of, of food that goes into my body. And uh, at the end of the day, I know whether I've busted the, the calorie mark, if I've had too much salt, all these things. It's a, it is a wonderful program, and it has more information in there than you could imagine. Does it, uh, call, there. Does it like call you names when you do bad so it motivates you? Or like is no, it... I have a family for that. Oh, helpful, helpful, for mm-hmm. sure. Just so, keep- Ron, do you know, like, does that, um, does that require you to be connected to the Internet? Like, is it going to some health website, or is it all contained on the phone where you can search through all these different calorie counts and you stuff? Know, I've never noticed it stall because it, it seemed to be going uh, to the Internet, but uh, I couldn't tell you for sure. It, it, if it, it, it may download, just must download some stuff once in a while just to keep up to date, but I don't think mm-hmm. it – I think it's all down here, although that's, that seems like it. That ought to take up a lot of space, and maybe I'll run out of space soon because of it. Well, that that sounds really cool because I I know that the problem that I've seen with a lot of those apps is, you know, you it it works if you know it's like Weight Watchers. It works if you're buying the Weight Watchers stuff, but if you're living life like any normal person, um, it's sort of hard to track that stuff accurately. Yeah, and especially you know you're you're always warned when you uh uh. Uh, your doctor tells you to go on a diet, uh, don't go out to eat because you don't know what calories you get. Well, this you can go in, even into a, uh, um, a cheesecake factory and uh, find out what that cheesecake and that huge uh, plate of chicken and biscuits, you know, how it, w- it will kill you very quickly uh, and you'll know exactly why. So I'm surprised the app doesn't just electrocute you the moment you walk in the door. <laughs> right. I know. Just put one of those things on you. Clear. Shock collar. So it almost like tells you about everything rather than just saying, here's what you can eat. 
That's that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, that, you, that's a cool you, approach. You put your weight in there and everything, and it comes up with a, uh, these are the calories you're allowed for the day. But if you go over that, you know, you're not chastised. It's You're, you're on your honor to try to keep it down. But it's it's really bad because if you don't count calories, you don't know you don't know how much you're eating. And I found that out. And I've lost about 14 pounds. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Still got uh, 35 to go. Joey, you got a, an app for us? I do indeed. To continue my trend of being somewhat practical, fun apps, uh, this one is a freebie in the Android marketplace. It's called Tiny Flashlight. Uh, basically, it's an app that allows you to turn on, uh, my understanding is, one of three different light sources. You can turn on a virtual light bulb on the screen. You can also turn the screen to be like a white color that will reflect light or produce light. And you can also turn on the camera flash and leave it on on your phone and use it literally as a flashlight. That's pretty awesome because the one I have only does the, the LEDs on the camera. I think it's the Moto Torch app. But it will let you do Morse code, which is pretty helpful, I guess. <laughs> Does and, it have a rave mode where it just goes into yes, strobe lights? Yes, and a strobe light that you can fully control how fast it brights. Now, keep in mind, Matt, that you want to keep that on your phone at all times, so that way if you get up into the mountains, you can flash an SOS. Absolutely. Actually, I think if I go in there, SOS is the last thing I had typed into the Morse code. I think uh, you should just make a phone call. I mean, that's just my personal. <laughs> well, sometimes you you don't get service uh, up in these mountains. Just saying. And if he's gone too long, we have to send out the smoke signals. <laughs> right. Just look for the smoke signals. There he is. Uh, I got to pick. It's Stupid Ninjas. Just because I've been playing Stupid Zombies and Stupid Ninjas, it took me a minute to figure out what the heck I was doing. But now that I got it figured out, I'm just killing it. Three stars. Three gold stars. Three gold ninja stars, actually. Uh, explain to me, like, what is this game? Have you ever played Stupid Zombies? I have not. Okay, well, it's, it's made by the same guys. Basically, you have a dude that you are, and then you have zombies and obstacles, and you can ricochet the bullet, and you have to kill all the zombies in as few shots as possible. Oh, that's funny. Now, the ninja one, you get one shot, and the ninjas all have ninja stars on them, and they explode in different ways, and you have to... It's like a puzzle game, but it's really fun. If you're really bored, I guess. <laughs> and I does this cost anything? Uh, no. Sweet. And it does have ads, but I also have Adblocker, which is another great app. <laughs> the one by Tin Can, not the other ones. So, Duke Nukem. Is anyone excited for that? Does anyone? Uh, kind Why of, not? Uh, sure. Out of nostalgia's sake. Uh, you play it like once or twice and then remember and then yeah. go back to your uh, Eve of the Genesis HD. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, when someone comes out with Oregon Trail, then I'll be. I know, right? Why hasn't? They don't. Can Will they get sued or what? Uh, probably. Nah. Quit suing people. Can we just be nice for a minute and just quit suing people? We need innovation, not lawsuits. Jesus. Innovate, so, not... Uh, uh, what the heck was it? Innovate, prosecute. not... Uh, no, that's not no. it. No. <laughs> uh, innovate, not litigate. That was it. Legislate? Litigate. It's like that NXS <laughs> song. You remember that one? Try not to hate, love your... Anyway. I think that's it. Is that a show? That's a show, right? That's yeah, show. I think so. Very mm-hmm. awesome. Seth, Ron, Joey, Eric, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. 
We got Let's our Let's do this again sometime. We'll do it again next uh, next Thursday, shall we? All mm-hmm. right. And we got our feeds up on uh, groovypost.com. Click GroovyCast, and there's a there's each show there. If you just put the word feed after each address, it'll that's the feed, and you can just put that into your feed reader, and we'll get it in iTunes very soon. And there's probably an email you can reach us at if you look for it on the site. How about that? We'll cool. see you guys Woo. next week. Uh, peace out. You're listening to the Groovy Post Podcast Network. GroovyPost.com.